Kia ora. I'm Strawn from Commoners Communion. I'm a writer and a musician from Aotearoa, New Zealand. This prayer is called The Narrow Way, from Prayer Volume 1. God lives out here in the wild, where jackals taunt us wandering ones. He is the breeze that leads in odd directions, the heat beckoning rest in senseless moments. Often when I speak to someone who's going through a faith crisis, I see far more of the presence of God than the absence. Imagine if we never questioned, never asked, never wondered beyond what we were told. The face of God could stay hidden from us forever. God is cloaked in mystery. Every question we answer about Him only serves to inspire more questions. It's one of the things I love about God the most and it's never held me back from seeking to truly know Him. One way of seeing our spiritual walk with God is to imagine it as a bit of a rubber band, that we have seasons of expansion where we're being stretched and pulled by God's hands right out into the thinnest places we feel like we are being pushed beyond the boundaries of what we can quite hold and be intention for. And then there's retraction where God gives a brief selah, a moment of Sabbath from that stretch and growth in us. And we recede into this compact smallness again where we feel safer and God's hand is tighter around us and we have a sense of security. Well, I feel like in my life as I've walked with God, there's just been this constant process of expansion and retraction, expansion and retraction in regards to my own self and overcoming my sin and my weaknesses, in regards to my growth, learning theology and coming to know who God is and having a better understanding of Him, in my relationships with other people, and even in church life when it comes to engaging with the institution of church and what God intended and disappointments and then refinding faith and life in that. And seasons of spirituality are common in every element of who we are as human beings. And in this prayer, The Narrow Way, I'm looking for a way of exploring an image that can give some kind of life to what it feels like to live out there, stretched like a rubber band at both ends for a really long period of time. I had my major kind of born-again experience or born again, again experience. I never really know what to call it, but I guess maybe my major romance with God, where the grass was literally greener and there was just this grace power in me that transformed the way that I lived, happened when I was about 19 years old. And I'd been in the church for a long time by then. I was a Baptist. I was fully aware of God. I'd I'd even had moments of experiencing Him, but I didn't seem to be able to get past this morality hurdle where I couldn't really engage or feel God. And then suddenly one day, I have this baptism of the Spirit experience and everything changes. 
I go to like sharing the gospel on the streets and seeing people come to Christ to see laying hands on the sick and then being actually physically healed instantly. There's visions, there is dreams, but even better than all of that is the sense of intimacy with God and this joy and this love and this passion. And the next thing I knew, I come into my early 20s and I start a journey with depression and anxiety and it is as if God has disappeared. And that journey lasted about seven years. Now it wasn't the same that whole seven years, it was like slowly wading into deep water and slowly wading out again. But what I experienced was the sense of being stretched like a rubber band and finding myself, the only way I can seek to describe it is in the wilderness. And it was as if I'd been left the city and I was stuck in the wilderness for so long, I'd forgotten what it even was like to have a dance in the city, to drink, to eat good food, to celebrate with friends. And it wasn't that there was no joy in my life at all, It's just that it felt spiritually barren. Another way to look at it would be numbness. Sometimes it wasn't that things were really bad. It's just that they weren't really good either and I just felt neutral. All of a sudden I felt like I was in this place, like being out at sea and unsure. And at times that caused me to question everything, theologically, relationally with God too. And so that wilderness wasn't just a sense of feeling, it was also a sense of knowing. I was struggling to know God. I think it's important to remember that struggling to know God or feeling wilderness isn't because we're far from God or we're being unfaithful. And I often think about when I wrote this prayer, actually, out here in the wild where jackals taunt us, wandering ones, an image of the breeze and heat beckoning us. I was thinking about the Israelites in the Exodus. I was thinking about how when the Israelites were born as a nation out of all of the signs and wonders of the Exodus days, the miracles they saw, the Passover, all of those things, they were baptized into God's power and His reality in a magnificent way. But the first place they went was straight into the wilderness, much like Jesus' baptism going into the wilderness. And the amazing thing about the Israelites in the wilderness is, A, how often they failed just brings me so much comfort (laughs) Um, because they did not get it right very often. And there was tons of mumbling and groaning and frustration and disappointment. It was so bad at times. They wanted to go back to what it was like before God had entered the picture. But what they also found was that God would provide for them morning and evening through manna, manna that fell from heaven. They always had enough. They never had too much. He did signs and wonders, miraculous things. In the desert for 40 years, when they were completely out at sea and abandoned, had no idea really who God was, God taught them the law, but more than teaching them the law, He taught them about intimacy and reliance and trust and vulnerability and fear and overcoming. And for me, as I started to look at the Exodus days, I realized in a lot of ways what we often label as a faith crisis or someone walking away from their faith or backsliding or whatever language we use today is very much a spiritual representation of the disorientation, frustration and out at sea feeling that the Israelites experienced in the Exodus. Throughout history, different writers have searched to give language to this process. And one of the most famous or well-known is a mystic called St. John of the Cross. And St. John of the Cross wrote a book called The Dark Night of the Soul. It's actually a poem 
that describes the stages of Christian development. And in this building of an understanding of the dark night of a soul, things like depression and anxiety and doubt and frustration and dryness and numbness started to find its place in the meaningful development of the Christian life. St. John of the Cross talks about things like the dark night, not necessarily as everything going wrong, but as a time when God feels distant and far away and impossible and intangible. And that actually this is a critical part of Christian maturity, that if we don't experience what it feels like for God to withdraw, and He's not withdrawing, but it feels that way to us, we will always depend on the immaturity of our feelings like children. But in the process of going through something of a wilderness, we discover to relate to God like an adult, beyond our feelings, not not instead of or without them, just beyond them. And we grow in spiritual maturity. For me, I found a lot of peace in thinking about Jesus' statement. To enter the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. And I think about what that means. I think about having my own kids and what it looks like for them and how long it takes them, human beings, to grow. I think about when you're a baby, you have to learn a new language. You have to learn to relate to your parents. Who are they? What do they do? Are they safe? Are they unsafe? You learn the sound of their voices. And the same with God. As a baby in the faith, we're learning to hear His voice. We're learning, is He good? Can we trust Him? Can we depend on Him? Everything we do, He has to feed us. He has to clothe us. He has to change us. He does everything for us because we're brand new in this new world. We don't know what to do. But at some point we grow into toddlers and we start to learn how to clothe ourselves, how to brush our own teeth, how to feed ourselves with our own hands. And it's the same spiritually that God gives us a little bit of responsibility and He withdraws doing everything for us so that we can slowly grow and slowly grow. And then again, we move from being a toddler to a child and as a child, With my kids, I'm I'm teaching them now about morality and some of the realities of the world. I open them up to some of the hurts of the world just a little bit so that they can begin to see what the reality of life is rather than just the childhood fairy tale of life. And God does the same with us too. As we become children, He slowly allows us to experience more of what the world has to offer. And suddenly all of that initial romance and honeymooning starts to get some grit to it because it's hard to face. And then over time, we become adolescents and young adults. And at this time in our lives, we really start to challenge everything that our parents have taught us. We challenge our culture. We challenge authority. We start to feel more fiercely the pain and the suffering of the world. And we start to ask questions, why? Suddenly wrote answers that we got in our childhood about dreams being fulfilled and you can do anything you want become a lot harder to swallow as we realize life is unfair and it's unjust. And it's in that moment we often give up the cultural lessons of our childhood and adolescence and we start to form our own. And in this devotion, when I'm talking about people going through a faith crisis, this is where I feel the church has failed so many people. As we've seen them questioning and throwing out their naivety and we've said to them, you're losing faith in God. You're losing faith in others. You're walking from God. When actually more likely We are like Israel in the wilderness, out in the wilderness, learning the elements for ourselves. 
discovering what it's like to stand in a storm alone, hearing the quiet breeze, listening to God's voice more gently. We're stripping everything back. All the city noise that we'd relied on to form our ideas and make us who we are is suddenly gone. And we're left with the very core function of, do we walk with God or not? Is He good or not? Do we trust Him or not? What St. John of the Cross and a lot of mystic writers over the years have written is that beyond that space is what we call union with God or reorientation. On the other side of quote-unquote faith crisis or the wilderness period is a divine intimacy that we didn't know could exist. And more often than not, it's based on a simplicity that we didn't know was achievable. But the only way to that union and that simplicity is to live in the wild for a bit in a dangerous place where we're unsure and exposed to the elements and it feels horrible, disoriented, numbing, sad, frustrating, disappointing. We're not experiencing any of those things because God has abandoned us. We're experiencing those things because God has honored and respected our dignity enough to teach us and allow us to stand on our own so that we could move from relating to God just as a child who needs his father to tell him everything and to a friend who can have conversation with God, who can affect God's heart, who can co-labor and co-create with him. Without that wilderness, without that beautiful place beyond the Exodus, the promised land is just another rote concept. So maybe another way of seeing the dark night of the soul, the wilderness or the faith crisis, is actually an invitation to maturity. And will you walk through those things, trusting God beyond everything you feel, sense and understand, to find the real God beyond your childhood dream version of God, that you can be a friend of God's? Or will you give up in the wilderness, never seeing the promised land? because you're unable to understand every experience. It's not easy, but it's God dignifying your autonomy and loving you into adulthood. The Narrow Way. God lives out here in the wild where jackals taunt us wandering ones. He is the breeze that leads in odd directions, the heat beckoning rest in senseless moments. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Commoners Communion Podcast. I'm your host, Strawn Coleman. You can find out more about me and what I'm doing at commonerscommunion.com. You'll also find retreats that I'm running, events that I'm doing, and my prayer book there too. A huge thank you to Jonathan Class for composing the music that you hear on this episode and for helping me to produce this season. If you'd like to stay in touch more regularly, I post prayers every couple of days on Instagram, commoners underscore communion. 
I also stay in touch for conversation and post events regularly there. It's the best place to keep in touch. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day.